Hello everybody and welcome to episode 187 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So people, welcome back to the show, episode 187. This time with a new guest, Derea Ibrahim, and she is part of Biogeometry.ca, um, the daughter of Dr. Uh, Dr. Kareem, and uh, Dr. Kareem Ibrahim. And um, what we'll be talking about today is going to be fascinating, talking all about biogeometry and how it can help with mitigating, in fact, harmonizing any harmful frequencies and the other benefits to to what the uh, what the symbols can do, how it can help with your home, how it can help protect your body, everything really. It's going to be a really fascinating conversation for you to listen to. Uh, before we get into that, as always, this episode is sponsored by www.reviveyourself.co where you can go over to the website, click on the shop and you'll get exposed to the best products in the natural health world, bar none. Uh, if you head on over to Ancient Purity, right now in winter, I'd recommend the vitamin C and vitamin D as well as the fulvic minerals. They're going to be fantastic for keeping your immune system um, immune system stimulated. Then you can head on over to um, head on over to the Finchley Clinic. I'd recommend getting the Cat's Claw, Quadrupedra and Paldarco teas once again for they're great for fighting any any bacteria, parasites, but also keeping your gut nice and healthy, keeping your liver healthy, and stimulating the immune system once again. Um, and then always the, the great option is to head into bio-optimizers to get the best probiotics on the planet, bar none. They're P3, RM, like the Navy SEALs or the SAS of the probiotic world. Um, I suggest you getting them, as well as anyone who's got any sort of digestive issues, the HCL or the mass enzymes are phenomenal. So that's... What I'd be recommending right now into the winter months, always a good green drinks, always fantastic, and making sure you guys are getting your saturated fats in around winter. Remember, plants don't grow in ice, so if you're in a, a cold country, making sure you're getting in the right amount of calories um, to feed your body during these cold months. With that being said, we're going to get onto the show with Dorea. She's absolutely fantastic. I know you'll enjoy it. So enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. Record. Absolutely. Go on airplane mode here. Okay. Yeah, it's good. You just reminded me to do exactly the same. So, after quite a bit of back and forth, finally managed to get you on. <laughs> this is a conversation I really wanted to have for a long time since I heard um, your dad, um, Dr. Ibrahim Karim, speaking um, to Paul Check um, on on Paul, Paul's podcast. Um, had some very good long in-depth conversation with Paul myself and you know when I come across that conversation it was something that it was almost having dived into the world of technologies that can help us um, mitigate different energies EMFs etc this was coming from a slightly well it's coming from a different perspective which I really want to get into which is fantastic but 
thank you for coming on and um, yeah. Yeah, Egypt. Yes, from Egypt. And that's uh, where they, your, because um, I know the website's got a few different different websites for North America. Is that generally where you're based, Egypt? Uh, we're back and forth. So I just moved here uh, right pre-pandemic from Vancouver Island. Um, and our headquarters are in Canada and Montreal. And then we also uh, have a company in Switzerland as well. Yep, Switzerland, that's where I've been again. Because I'm going to get into it as well. A lot of, unfortunately, I think your 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 stock is in such high demand that there's not enough of it at the moment. So trying to get it there. <laughs> and uh, which well, that, wait, I can I can help you with that for sure. I mean, what we've been doing um, lately, just because, yes, I mean, we are... Uh, we we're still a small company, so we're doing our best to meet um, to meet manufacturing demands. Uh, but uh, what a lot of times what we do is we do have a lot of retailers, and so if you just message us, I can find out the nearest retailer who just got an order. Perfect. Um, Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I know you've got a couple in the UK. You've got quite a few all over the place, and and um, so it sh- shouldn't be a problem. I think it's just that your popularity is probably just skyrocketed, and people going, oh, "I want some of this." And which after this conversation, I think you'll have even more people wanting um, your products and even your um, your information because you do um, courses as well, which, which which we'll get into. So for people out there, uh, Duran, uh, people that are new to um bio biogeometry what what is biogeometry because i want to give people a bit of a dummy's guide today because we've got some because it is it can get quite technical and it can get quite deep so and you're smiling so yeah. if you know, <laughs> no it's i always um what we do the courses and i always tell the students that uh it would be so interesting for me after the courses were six days um live but now it's three weeks online i always tell them it would be so interesting uh for me to hear how you explain to your families and your friends what it is that you're studying because it's not even a slightly different perspective it's a massively different perspective i find for most people uh so that's how you see me uh you see me kind of smiling because i always think it's actually the biggest challenge uh so Biogeometry is is a science that deals with energy of shape. And if we just go back to the origins of biogeometry, I always feel like this is the best way to explain biogeometry, both to people who don't have a background in different, maybe subtle energy or vibrational approaches to uh, the environment and the body, and for those who do. So going back, so you mentioned my father, uh, Dr. Rahim Karim. So uh, my father and my grandfather, uh, they're architects and they had an architecture firm. And, uh, or they have an architecture firm. And at, uh, my father was working on a renovation that has to do with uh, um, ancient, uh, just it, different types of ancient Egyptian technologies, a museum that would showcase that. So he became uh, interested in, di- in different types of ancient Egyptian medicine. And of course, if we look at the pyramids and different aspects of that. So to bring a long story short, he was guided to uh, a set of, um, researches that were done by uh, primarily French scientists that we call French redesthesia. And they deal very much with this concept of what they call shape caused waves. Now, as part of that, of course, they looked at things like the pyramids and hieroglyphics, but it's this concept really for most people, this concept of shape as 
a form of subtle energy and how that can affect us, I think is new um, for everybody. A lot of people consider, you know, people in the wellness community might've heard of things such as sound healing, uh, maybe some types of uh, color therapy. Uh, now, if we look at shape as being one of those, it's not, um, it's not as common to have been heard of, but you can see how it logically also fits in being one of our sensory experiences. So by geometry, it's a science that deals with the subtle energy of shape and how that affects us. It's a design language. And to tie it into other subtle energies, when we look at one example that we often give is if you look at, for example, a prism, and we have light going through a prism, it refracts into different angles and we see different color qualities. So we see angle as a component as well of color quality. So we look at shape, color, smell, touch, taste, all of our sensory experiences as qualities that form our sensory experiences, that form our environments. And when we can begin now to understand shape as a part of those qualities, it opens into this whole door of biogeometry. Now, as part of biogeometry, just like any other subtle energy system, there were shapes that were harmful and shapes that were beneficial. And so as part of the science, when my father received a lot of this work, there was this handing down of there's still some missing pieces here that, that need to be figured out. And the key to those missing pieces was actually sacred power spots. So being an architect, and that's why I think being an architect um, is, is very important here, because being an architect uh, my father understood through the history of architecture uh, that uh, um, the energy related to a lot of sacred sites. So at that time in that research, they spoke very much of the energy related to, um, to, to people who you would consider to be spiritual or a better way to say it connected. They would have a lot of a specific type of energy quality. But my father started to look at that now in terms of locations and this was important as an architect because there was this concept now of what we call the centering energy quality, where locations, sacred power spots to be exact, that have been you know, central to cultures since the dawn of humanity, they have this energy quality that can be beneficial and that has this healing um, communication property to it, no matter what energy state your body is in. So that was the key. So there's, if you think of healing places in the world or sacred sites or areas of pilgrimage, you can go and benefit from these energies and there's no dosage and there's no, there's also what we say, no directionality to it. It has, so it doesn't matter. It's not polarity based. doesn't matter if you have an over-functioning or under-functioning. Uh, and we also find it in the body as well when through certain types of practices. It rebalances. Yes. So it rebalances is the perfect uh, word, uh, you know, rebalances, harmonizes, centers. So the key to biogeometry was, well, how do we access this energy quality? How do we recreate it? How do we get a design language out of it? And so I think that's um, the, the basics of, of where to start. And a big part of it as well, I mean, you just mentioned EMFs and geopathic stress. I think a big part of biogeometry too was just approaching it from if you when we, when we go through biogeometry or even the way that we teach it it's really going through a type of beginner's mind in this approach because we understand that if we try to look at the environment 
the way ancient man looked at the environment, we're, we're not, we can't see it the same way. So that we spend a lot of time as well talking about how you could even consider ancient man to be a type of different species and how much their perception was very much a right brain type of perception. So instead of doing it that way, we actually try to understand the energy principles of shape, of subtle energy, and specifically the energy principles of the centering energy quality, because we find that it was central to their culture. We find that it was central both in design principles, in different locations. And so by trying to just understand it, we can go back and study ancient um, monuments or ancient practices from our perception and understand them. But more importantly, also, is that we can bring in these principles to address the types of stress we're facing today, like electromagnetic fields, like what we call geopathic stress, which some listeners might not be aware of, but it's just refers to um, certain underground, what we say, lines or, or energy crossings that can be both beneficial and harmful for the body. Mm. Yeah, geopathical stress um, is something that we come I come across about 11, 12 years ago. I had a geopathical fault line running through my house and had to get it, it doused, which is a, another sort of area that might be might not be familiar with, but put it this way, the royal family won't go anywhere without having their um yeah, their estates, you know, um looked at, doused, etc. for geopathical fault lines, geopathical stress. These are yeah, exactly. They yeah, these these are yeah, these are once again, these are energies that have been known for a while, but have sort of been hidden hidden to us. And lot lots of these things are lots of because if yeah, as I, as I know that you guys are into, if you see what's going on in the world right now, it's got a sinister undertone to it and a lot of things are hidden from us, especially when it comes to certain certain things like you mentioned the shape of buildings, right? And and so, which we want to get into as well. And so many questions, there are so many questions. It could go so many different ways with this. So I just want to go because we mentioned the shape of buildings because there's no... Um, surprise you know it's not it's 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 not um i should say um the way the way that pyramids have been built the way that churches have been built you know they're built in specific ways you mentioned about how shape buildings can be an issue and i've, I've heard you speak before of when the indians were red indians or the native native indigenous people were brought into america and they were trying to be put into western world they were saying well all your buildings are square they're going to make us ill that's why they have teepees right um and so churches, for example, have a, a dome, have a um, yeah, triangular roof. So do pyramids. So, I mean, was that just by chance or was that designed in a way that could, could help people? So when we look at um, shapes in general, so specifically uh, domes and pyramid shapes, those are uh, types of shapes that we call emitters. They will amplify energy qualities. And actually anybody here who is, uh, I, I think that most people who start looking at energy of shape automatically go to pyramids and then you'll find people meditating under pyramid shapes and, and um, you'll find different uh, types of crystals and things in pyramid shapes. Now people have to be careful of that because when we explain things as being an energy amplification, mm-hmm. uh and we look at churches and we look at the pyramids and we look at everything you just mentioned. The, the first question now we need to ask is what are they amplifying? Right. 
And so when we go to, for example, the Giza Plateau, this is, there's a power spot there. And so there's an amplification between the naturally occurring power spot in the ground. We're amplifying that energy quality. And it's also becomes a location then to communicate with all of the, if you want to think of them as divine laws or divine proportions that exist in the universe. And so the location itself has this energy within it that you can then interact and resonate with. And so that's why the pyramid shape becomes ideal there. It's the same thing for a lot of church architecture. Um, when we are dealing with, uh, you'll normally find a dome, church architecture, mosque architecture. We've seen the same thing across temples architecture. Um, you will find that there are the, certain locations where you find these shapes and those become the locations where you want to amplify the most energy. So it actually has to do with that. But if you're using these shapes, you have to be aware of how they're amplifying energy so that you can test what it is that you're amplifying. And so that's um, one aspect there. So it's not amplifying negative energy rather than positive. You I mean, you have to want to find out what energy is actually moving through that specific, specific yeah. power spot. So these sacred power spots, which I want to get into, is at different locations around the world. And it's, I mean, like so your, yeah, your father being an architect I mean that it's sort of like everything come together quite nicely because sometimes you need to have the knowledge from different areas to put it all together otherwise you know you're, you don't know what, what's going on or you can have the knowledge but not know how to implement it which was was, was the key so with these sacred sacred power spots I mean one how did how did people fight like how did they originally find them what was what was it that gave them away and two I mean are these power spots cities are built on them um like where where would where would where would you we find them generally i mean if you go to town planning and you look at cities like washington rome cairo those all take into account different types of um sacred energies into their planning now also how they would find them now this a little bit goes back into that right brain perception versus the left brain perception okay so there there might be for all we know, there there was, or not for all we know, chances are there was probably a heightened sensitivity to environmental energies. Just for people out there, before we get into that, right brain versus left brain, people out there, right brain creativity, left brain logic. We're in a world today where if, if like it can't be measured or weighed, people think it doesn't exist. So people out there always say that, okay, do you think love exists? Yeah, we'll try and measure it or weigh it. So this is just to get people... If most of my listeners will understand that, but for new listeners out there, the difference between left and right brain. So, sorry, uh, Dora, just no, and it goes back to. I mean, uh, we um, and and it's good to to bring me back because a lot of times I'll be going with explanations um, that we'll be giving in classes, and I'll just go off on a tangent. So, um, to go back, so if we look at, for example, uh, Carl Jung, he explained the perception um, moving from right brain perception the seat of perception moving from right brain perception to the type of left brain perception. And if we go back to other types of um, works that we refer to, uh, I mean, we do, there's um, Hans Kaiser, who's the father of universal harmonics and or revived universal harmonics. I should say that uh, he also explains in, in, um, in his text, how this concept of when we look at these sensory experiences, Experiences again. So, if we look at sound as an as a as an energy, or number as an energy, or angle as an energy, sound as an energy, I feel like most people can relate to. But color as an energy, number as an energy, angle as an energy. Uh, 
these are concepts that are foreign to us now, but he explains that within the right brain perception, this would have been in ancient man, this would have been the natural mode of perception. So if you think about it, if I make a sound, it, the energy of the sound would be um, a form of energy perception that I can relate to that came before meaning. Same thing now for numbers. Numbers would be a number quality. They have an aspect, a, a healing aspect to them, or it doesn't have to be a healing. They have a quality aspect to them versus just being used for um, math, mathematical accounting purposes. Yeah, for yeah, adding, yeah. So this is why I like numerology and dramatria and all these things sort of play a part because they all have energies in them, which, you know, it's just, yeah. And so it makes sense why the in a spiritual world, you know, they talk about Jesus Christ light or even just the word Jesus Christ gets rid of dark entities or bad entities because probably has energy to do with just saying those words, those letters. Yes. There could be energy. Exactly. So certain words have specific um, energy qualities to them. And so the question now of, you know, when we look at ancient man, they, they had an affinity to, to just the environment and observing the environment that, that we don't have today. Now, one of the ways that you can actually find a power spot is by just observing um, animal behavior. So you'll find certain animals will go to specific spots. And, and if you actually go back into history, it becomes you can find these amazing stories of how certain locations were chosen. And they're really um, neat. And it's kind of, I always say that there's certain books that I just wish people would would write. And this is one of them, all of the stories behind these power spots. So um, one of the ones that, uh, one of the power spots that is just very close to our heart. And I, I just came back from Switzerland is in, um, in Zurich in Switzerland, you have, uh, um, the Grossmünster church. And so you had the two missionaries, Felix and Regula. So my father always likes to point out that the patron, uh, patron saints of Zurich are Egyptian. Um, but the story goes is that they were, um, they were beheaded at the foot of the, the riverbed. And when they were beheaded, they carried their heads and they ran up the hill and they fell at this spot um, where we find Grossminster Church today. And then the story continues that Charles Great, Charles the Great was hunting a stag. Uh, and that stag, he was hunting across Europe and it came to the location of this spot and it just stood. And his horses also just stood. And so that was the location that they then chose to build that um, that uh, church, the Grossminster Church. And then there was another one. Um, I remember in Scotland, the way that they chose that location was uh, it. And I, I could be off in some of these because I'm repeating these from uh, the, this one, especially somebody told me the story, but it's actually written in the building itself, in the castle itself. Uh, so there was a, it had to do with filling up, I think it was a, a donkey carriage or a horse carriage with gold and then letting, um, letting it wander. And the place where it stops is where they chose to build that castle. And you can see this huge, beautiful tree in the location where it stopped and the castle is built around it. In, in Egypt, the citadel is uh, said to have been built that they actually took um, meat and hung it around different areas of Cairo and to see where it stayed freshest the longest. Mm. And then they would choose that location. So there was a lot of observation. Now, of course, there could be a lot of different methodologies today of, of testing soil and of, of doing different things to find these locations. 
but observation was a was a big part of it. Circling doves, for example, um, is is a big uh, is another uh, aspect as well that we find in power spots. So there's a lot. Uh, so you have observation, you have some kind of testing. Like I said, they would look at the rate of fermentation of milk and meat, and also um, the the places to avoid were also chosen with observation. So there was locations that people would say, okay, so these. Um, these locations, I know, and this is especially people who work in, in, with the land, they would know these places are places to avoid. So we had, we were working in, um, a dairy farm in, in, uh, Quebec, Canada. And when we first went, the farmer had, um, he showed us where his, where he had, uh, his sickest cows and where he had his healthiest cows. So we were explaining biogeometry and then, um, you know, he did a, a little experiment because he wasn't really on board with what we were saying. Uh, and so we knew that we, we tested the area where there was the sickest cow. There was a little bit of geopathic stress there. So we had him. So we just told him, but it was kind of, well, I told you where the sickest cow is. So you're kind of playing me like a little uh, loop here. So then uh, he took his healthiest cow and put it where the sickest cow is and moved that sick cow. And then the healthy cow started getting sick. So that's when he called us and that's when we went in to, to see the location and to, to, to work with him. Now that's not, I don't want anybody listening to worry and say, uh, so, you know, it's, it's my house is this, it's that, like I mentioned, we checked. So before telling him, we knew that that was the cause. There's a lot of causes, of course, this, the environmental aspect is one of them. So this is, so I think I actually heard your dad, so this is what I want to talk about. Switzerland as well in a minute but it's really interesting what you said there about the location I mean for example birds flying a V right um and 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 where they land or where they migrate to would that be like a power spot for them yeah and and also if you if you see these power spots yeah so you say so so in these power spots as well um would you see like so for example in nature healthier trees better better fruit um you know more more yeah so that that would all be in general in power spots that's that's the idea as well now of course like i mentioned there's a lot there i mean we don't um in in terms of it's just like when if somebody's sick i can't automatically attribute it to the environment if you have that i can't automatically attribute it to that but it is an aspect that we see and it's actually something that we um we, if we're if we're in courses where we have a lot of nature around us, we try to actually take um, just go out and walk and observe, and through the observation, just find places that look healthier, places that look unhealthier, and we can compare the energy measurements of these sites and see what we're getting. And also, how you feel in those areas, right? You feel, yeah. I mean, that's so one aspect of biogeometry. I think a lot of people, uh, just to circle back, I mean, because you had mentioned dowsing, mm-hmm. so. One aspect, so by geometry, there's a little bit of a difference from what we call from the traditional form of dowsing in that um, in, in dowsing, you're trying to create a connection with the subconscious. In what we call physical or vibrational redesthesia, we're actually trying to create a qualitative scale that we can then use calibrated pendulums to assess different energy qualities. It's a little bit different. Because basically, um, we're not, rather than connecting to the subconscious, we actually have pendulums that each one is a different length, or each one has different angles attributed to it. 
And so it's holding the different length or holding or a pendulum with a different angle, regardless of its material, will connect us or make us in resonance with a different energy quality. A good a good example is a, is a musical note, for example. So each one, for example, you can think of being attuned to a musical note. And we talk about this concept if we... Once we get into the world of energy and we understand resonance and harmonics, a musical note is in resonance with the color quality, is in resonance with um, any type of really that's a smell, a touch, a taste. So a lot of times, and this is where it goes back to how you feel or different things. So whenever we're working, a lot of people wonder, so how is it that we can verify these types of sciences? And they are verifiable with Uh, different types of biofeedback and neurofeedback testing. So this is wherever you're testing the body itself, then you will be seeing the effects of something like biogeometry versus when we work on, for example, an electromagnetic field, you're not going to find a reduction of the field itself in strength, but you are going to find when you start checking the effect on the human body, a different qualitative effect. So this is leading to Switzerland which you just had mentioned in that. Um, uh, yeah, no, because I want to talk about that because you saw differences, difference between, the differences between what you do in different technologies, but also people out there, there's Zurich, which we want to get into, or Switzerland, what I want to get into, um, and a few other places. But, you know, you mentioned how the environment impacts us because, you know, for years it was like the, the, genet- you know, the genes, the genes, the genes, and all about, you know, the... the, the um, there was the whole, the whole genetic, um, what was that? That, that the, the genetic biome, yeah, yeah and, and it, which was found out to be you know nonsense because like they found that epigenetics is what really impacts us, you know. So it's how diet, our lifestyle. It doesn't matter what genes you've got, the negative genes you've got, you'll never express them if you don't switch them on. If you don't live in a way that doesn't switch them on, so we're much. We're, we're, it doesn't. We can be healthy if we we live in the right. You know, our diet's right, our lifestyle's right, but also our environment's right. And something that I think I want you to go into what happened in Switzerland because it's. Um, but I, I think I remember your your dad saying, listening, said like um, they found that sixty percent of the issues went away, which showed sixty percent of these people's issues were actually in regards to the environment. So that's huge for people. So just just people out there, just give, <laughs> if you can expand on what, what happened and, and what where it was used. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it's also, you know, just listening as well to the types of symptoms and things. If, if anybody here just visits our website and they go down to the resources section, it's all the way at the bottom, they can get the report to actually look at those symptoms that you're referring to. But that, the story behind Switzerland. Just, just, uh, so my, what is the website just for people to see? Oh, sorry. Uh, so it's biogeometry, the yep. biogeometry.com or .ca. .ca, perfect. That report at the bottom. Uh, but to go back now, so the story of Switzerland. So my father graduated from ETH, um, so that's the technical school in Zurich. So he knew of, um, I mean, he, he has friends and, and contacts in Switzerland. So there was a cell tower uh, that was installed in one of the, the towns there, Hamburg. And people started to complain uh, very much of different health issues. And, uh, you know, they were threatening to blow up the tower if it wasn't removed. Uh, there's another aspect there to it. I think that's important to address because we've just been talking about power spots and, um, and you know, spiritual buildings, no matter what that means to anybody. But for that community, they put the cell tower in the church tower. 
So that had a, a whole different type of um, psychological aspect of people feeling these health effects. And then you're also placing placing it in the area that's supposed to be the area of healing and, and yeah, like place you go to pray and heal. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So so then um, we uh, we went in with the help of. Uh, with different types of government uh, support, local government support, and the support of Swisscom, uh, they gave us access to uh, to the the tower locations. So not access to play around with the tower wires or to do anything like that, but just um, access to the tower itself, where we installed and and I think there's images of this on on YouTube or our website. But there's certain shapes that we installed. So you see the cell the antennas right here. So there's certain shapes that we actually installed on the back of the antennas. And by placing that on every antenna, um, we were able to, and I should also mention, it wasn't just the antennas. There were other aspects of the environment. We also put shapes in, in uh, specific locations. And then, you know, a week later, there was a press conference and they said, we're fine. <laughs> um, we're good. We're, we feel there was, and then going back, a big aspect of it that was very tricky as well is that a lot of the, there was a lot of physical symptoms. So you'll see people started living beneath bunkers. There was a lot of different aspects of, of electrosensitivity that they were feeling. That was really, um, I would say quite extreme to see it in a, in a whole community uh, pronounced in this way, but it was there. And then you can even, if you go on the YouTube, there's even, um, you know, uh, some of the people who were part of the project saying, you know, I, I didn't believe in electrosensitivity before after visiting there. I believe it now. I believe we have a solution. Um, and then there was aspects where they came and said, okay, so other, other than the physical symptoms, so this was an independent study. And so when the, when the doctor was speaking to them, they said, okay, so other than all these physical symptoms we're giving you things such as headaches, uh, lack of sleep, back problems. Uh, they're all listed on that report. Like I mentioned, uh, they came and said, we're, we're having a lot of psychological issues. Okay. We're having a lot of, uh, more stress fighting with my spouse more. Uh, I don't have a will to live so much. And so they, they wanted that aspect as part of the study. And so it was added in there. And, um, the, the really remarkable thing of that is that it was, so it, it, you had a sample size of people basically saying, or not a sample, everybody in the study. Okay. So again, these were, this was done in two, um, in this was repeated in another town. So it's two towns in Switzerland. So you had two different communities who actually came out and said after in terms of emotional and mental effects, they ended up at the end of the study. If you look at that saying, I have zero um, stress, which you know, uh, you know, I, it's it's very hard to to hear that kind of in our in our modern day, but um, that's that's what you you see that in the study. And so, a lot of times when we're trying to explain the goal of biogeometry to people, we actually show them the before and after graphs of this study, and we say, if you could build a community that's like this versus like this, would you want to do that? And so that's what we're trying to basically say. It's it doesn't have to be just biogeometry. But this concept of shaping our environment or forming our environment in a way so that it's actually working as part of, you know, if you want to think of it as preventative medicine or well-being or part of our overall health. Yeah. I mean, the thing with that as well is I remember your, when they went to your dad and asked for help, uh, he said, well, you've got these technologies that are causing the issue. 
and you want me to get into technology to, to 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 allow them to do what they're doing, but but to stop the issues being had. He said, like, um, wouldn't it just be easier to get rid of the technology? And they were mm-hmm. like, well, we can't do that. And this is one of the things I've heard. It's like <clears throat> it's like today's world. If you had a child who had a who had his who had a stone in their shoe, the child would take off the shoe, get rid of the stone, and put the shoe back on. But ah, oh, the pain's gone. But it's we're in a world now where it's like, oh, I've got a stone in my shoe. Instead of taking the shoe off and getting rid of the stone, I'll take some painkillers to try and get rid of it. And it's like it doesn't make se- it really doesn't make sense. But obviously, these people got a lot of money invested. Tele- telecom companies are five times more powerful than big pharma, and they will tell you that their their technology is safe and it's not harmful. And funny enough, they're the ones that do the studies that show it's not harmful. But, um, you know, it's like the fox watching the hen house. So you come along and done this. Um, and so before that, they were like, oh, just tell us how to do it or tell us how it works. And your dad said, no, I won't tell you how it works. We'll perform it. We'll, we'll do what we need to do. And then afterwards, a week later, you can tell me if anything's changed because he knew that by saying certain things, they probably think it's hocus pocus or a lot of nonsense. But when he actually showed them what the results were, you can't argue with the results. Is that right? Exactly. And even then, I mean, everybody did argue with the results and the methodology. It, there, there was a lot there. Um, but what ended up happening is actually one of the, the press conferences, you know, some people came and said placebo effects, some people came and said mass hypnosis. Some, But then um, one of the women there she stood up and she said, um, well, our cows do not speak Arabic. And so my father, when he gave a TED talk in Egypt, it was actually titled, why is the cow smiling? And he explained that if it wasn't for the health of the cows, because there was a huge rate of miscarriages uh, once the cell tower was installed that went down. And he explained that if it wasn't for the various um, ecological kind of rebalancing things that they saw, like they would find bats coming back that had left um, and the rate of miscarriages with the cows, if it wasn't for those things, then it would have just been, you know, swept aside. So the TED talk. It's, it's like the same with homeopathy when people are trying to dismiss it and everything. And you're like, well, it works on babies and babies. <laughs> they can't talk to you. They don't know what's going on. So, you know, there's, there's no placebo with a baby. It doesn't know what it's taking. And so it's the same thing there. That's why you can, that's one of the ways, you know, you have to, because people will try and dismiss anything in today's left brain logic, can't measure it. But it's really interesting that you've, I mean, so that's one of the things, this is why I want to get into what's different. I want to get onto technologies that be harmful for people because I've covered it. I've covered 5G and that sort of technologies, but this is what makes you different. So whereas I've, I've linked up with companies before that, that have products that can shield from these frequencies, you can use it on your phone. You can use it in your car. Try and trying to build basically a force field of these things you can do to stop it coming in. That's one way to go about it. But you're still going out into the world with these with these with energies coming. With what? Whereas what you guys do, instead of just protecting yourself, you're changing the whole energetic atmosphere. Correct. Yes, I mean what the whole premise. If we go back even to explain different. Um, aspects. I always say we're in this little camp because um, a lot of people are saying exactly what you just said. No, you have to remove the technology. And then you have, no, there's nothing wrong with it. We have the studies industry, like you mentioned, and then there's us, this little sliver in the middle. Um, And so when, when we look at this 
aspect of what we just to, to step back now again, just about different ways that we've evolved. There was this aspect where our technology boomed. So our, our society, our civilization is very much based on technology. Now, one of the things that we're saying is we're not against technology. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we're, we're not against um, uh, science. Of course, everybody has, you know, there's different types of things we can critique in different studies and different things. But overall, it's, it's really looking at, we look at this concept where if we look at quantity, we say, I'm just going to say quantity and quality right now. So if we look at quantity and quality as being two sides of the same coin, and we look at in ancient times, it was really a qualitative worldview. Then the quantitative caught up and it just kept growing. And the qualitative worldview stayed here. So what a lot of people um, will approach, they will have the approach of trying to just bring it down. No, we need to come down. We need to, to, to move away from this. But this is good. This is still evolution. This is progress. What we want to do is just come in and bring in the qualitative aspect to modern technology. Yeah. And so by looking at the human being as an energy system, as a multidimensional energy system, and actually using the aspects of where we're, we we work on developing a qualitative subtle energy system that is not prone to auto-suggestion, even though we're using the energy of the human body. That's part of the scale when we're using to, to measure. So using um, the scale of what we call the physics of quality, we can then assess different subtle energy qualities. And then when we look at now any type of energy, including that of electromagnetic fields, and we look at it qualitatively, and we have a qualitative design language, it opens the door for us to change the effect on the body. So it's exactly like what you said, we change it, we add a harmonizing frequency to it, so that we're able to remove the stress off the body. And I think this is important just to add there as well, because you have shielding and I'm not against shielding. Um, I'm not against shielding. I'm not against if you're able to, uh, you know, close the Wi-Fi at night because it makes you feel better or don't sleep with your phone next to you when it's not on airplane mode or different aspects like that. But this is another layer to it. Yeah. This is. Well, this is also, it's a a much easier layer than having to walk (laughs) around trying to put yourself into a bubble the whole time. And it's a way of, of changing but the thing is with, with that would so the energetic so basically what you're doing is even though no matter what energy is coming out you can put symbols and shapes etc onto these things and it changes the was it the frequency it changes the, not, frequency. Not the frequency not the frequency not. so what what does it change it changes what we would what we would say the energy quality so the reason we actually don't use the word frequency okay. um it's being used a lot Yep. But when we understand that different shapes have a different energy effect on the body, then we understand that frequency isn't the right word right. because you can have a wave that's the same frequency, but a different amplitude, which um, then gives you a different wave shape. So they actually did a study where they showed that the same frequency, but generated with a triangle wave or a square wave instead of a sine wave can have a different effect on the body. Interesting. So frequency is a part of it. Yep. Um, and definitely, I think a lot of like changing. So if I'm putting this, so I've got energy coming through this 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 hole here. If I changed it to a square or I changed it to a different whatever it was going to be a triangle, coming out the other side of it, it would have different properties that could would do different. Yes. Things. 
And yes, then- except there's, I mean, there's there's an aspect there um, because we have to understand that we're not interacting with the electromagnetic wave itself because we're not shaping the electromagnetic wave itself. But the electromagnetic wave itself um, has, if we has its own set of effects in the environment that are of a compression wave nature. And the shape caused waves that we refer to are also within this domain. So there is a type of resonance and interaction that occurs between them. And then you can change the effect of that on the body. And then you can check that, you know, the the studies we have going from Hamburg to Hitchberg, which we mentioned, um, we even have uh, my father being a professor of architecture has students doing their masters and PhDs in this. So they've done different types of researchers where they've shaped, for example, one was uh, shaping different types of cages, uh, not cages, I don't want to houses, but they were used with mice. That's why I said cages. Um, and they would look at the different uh, stressful reactions that the mouse would have, uh, how much it was willing to explore, how much it was urinating at night, how much all of these different things in the presence of Wi-Fi and how the effect of the shape of the housing it was placed in, uh, how it affected that. And so there was really good results with that. Same thing with serotonin levels uh, with um, depressed mice. Same thing with melatonin levels was another study as well um, that was uh, con- that was conducted by one of our, our colleagues and, and also another uh, biogeometry instructor. It's just interesting because if you can put these this technology or this onto where we are right now in the world, I, mean, I don't know if it goes against their agenda trying to get rid of people, probably, but... <laughs> It's, just, it's the thing isn't it it's like well we've got this technology that can do this oh yeah but that's not what we're trying to do but yeah i, I get for us it's great because we can use it i mean no one really knows but like you know with lots of things going on it seems very very sinister stuff this this technology is exactly what we need like the good guys to bring out things that mean we can live um safe in, in an environment because we are being bombarded with so many poisons and and, and pollution and EMF, you know, I think it was Dr. McCullough was talking to Dr. Uh, Dr. McCullough was talking to Ben Greenfield um, when Dr. McCullough brought out his book EMF, and he asked Ben. He said, "This was a couple of years ago." He said, "Ben, compared to a hundred years ago, how much more exposure in percent do you think we're being exposed to since 1919?" And Ben said, "I don't know, 400 percent." He said, "Higher." He said, "I don't know, what 600 percent?" He said, "No, it's 10 times 18, 10 to the 18." So 10 with 18 zeros behind it percent uh, difference. And so, and people wonder, and he said that this stuff as well doesn't like generally, for some people, super sensitive. I've had clients that couldn't be around it, like people in Switzerland, had to move on to a beach in, in Brighton to get away from it. And we got on some technology that really helped them. But once again, it was shielding them rather than doing what you're doing. And so, but some people like that, most people aren't, and it just affects them slowly. It slowly breaks them down. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's important to to one of the things we always address is that um, it's something that's affecting you, whether or not you're electrosensitive. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, I mean, you mentioned clients and moving their environment and everything. There's also some kind of tipping point, right? It's not just the one thing. There's a tipping point. So I've even seen people who have to do types of detoxes in the body to get rid of their electrosensitivity. So it, I mean, one good example is if, if, if listeners are familiar with things, even just like chakras or acupuncture points or different types of aspects that are used to assess the body, 
One important thing now of looking at those is most people will look at those as energy centers that we can look into to begin to understand what's going on with your body, right? So this, maybe there's something with this meridian, maybe there's something with the chakra. We try to associate it with, well, this is what your symptoms are. So we have to fix this chakra. But instead of now, now when we understand that if our body is in constant communication with the environment, constant energy exchange, then what we actually have to do is look at why is it reacting that way? And that's because of the energy that we placed it in. That's the environment that we placed it in. I mean, a very non-related um, aspect of, of, you know, not, not specifically related to energy. I've seen a lot of people whose health problems go away because they've moved to environments with a better air quality that has to do with the type of energy exchange. Now there's a different type of subtle energy exchange as well that we have to take into account. And, you know, we've even worked with children um, with autism and looked at the different shapes that affect them. And so we found that in, in, in our studies trying to develop a classroom shape for children with autism, we've noticed that 90 degree angles can be stressful for them. Now, when we say that, it's important to, to, to also add that we found that they were stressful for everybody. They might have been the reaction to them was maybe more pronounced um, with the children that we worked with, but the, the effect itself was more stressful for everybody. So it's the same thing with EMF and geopathic stress. So it's basically, yeah, it's, 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 it's like just because someone's more sensitive or someone's more toxic or someone's got an issue, um, that, I mean, just because you don't feel it as much doesn't mean it's not having an impact on you. It's just that they feel it more because their body's in a state of stress, higher stress or illness. So that was really interesting because this is one of the other things I was going to say to you, like, because I want to get into cars, I want to get into phones, but oh, what Switzerland and um, you said Hamburg was one of the places you used that you mentioned working with autistic children. Uh, and I mean, have you seen, have you seen this benefit them? Have you seen improvements? Yeah, so we haven't. Um, what what we did is we were working with the autistic society and developing or are working with the autistic society in developing um, they're developing with the, the government uh, classroom or, or like centers with different classrooms, different activities um, to be available for children, with autism, ADD, ADHD, kind of along that whole um, spectrum. And what we were, they, we worked with them specifically. It came from the reason I mentioned ADD and ADHD is because that's actually one of the studies that it was a master's or a PhD. I don't know which one done by um, a student who was looking at, she worked in a, in a center that um, works with children that have ADD and ADHD and assesses different symptoms. And she came in with some biogeometry principles and showed the benefit before and after, just small principles of adding certain things um, in the space. And so from that, we also then worked with the Autistic Society to, to work on a classroom shape. And the type of uh, the type of effects that we've seen is they would conduct some of their sessions there with the children and the parents would report that the children were calmer at home. The sessions went more smoothly. So there was, we did see that effect there. And we actually have a model classroom built um, at our office in, in Egypt for anyone to come and, and, and try out and spend time under and see how they feel that effect themselves. Awesome. And it makes, makes perfect sense because if, if the energy they're working on living in, you know, is 
conducive to health rather than it being stressful you know because it, it, it's just something else that adds to them it's this invisible stress that people can't see um and so it's why a lot of people you know if you're doing a lot of things right <clears throat> say you're sleeping well you're taking gold showers you're doing breath work you're exercising you're getting sunlight daily you're eating well you probably won't know you'll mitigate those factors that stress a little bit better because you know your body's in tune or it's 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 the energies within it within itself it's moving them as i said before the energy is passing through nicely so it's same as fasting one of the things that they, they saw with G, um emf well 5g and and the, the frequencies come for that was fasting um obviously because it allows the body to go into autophagy so it doesn't stress but there's certain things like that so if you're doing all those things yes you may get away with it longer but eventually you know these things will over time it's like dripping water water or eat through stone so it's really good to have these technologies available to us um is there, is there anyone else um any any other um groups of people you've worked with that you've seen um having huge benefits with i mean we've seen uh we we have different i mean we put research up on our site we try to focus mostly on the um independent research or the masters or different things when we're sharing but there's certain things that we've seen really good results in such as asthma epilepsy um and so those uh we have also a burns biosignature that i've seen do uh work really well with some people the first article that came out had to do with platelet counts so that was the first article that came out in um i think it was reuters or cnn and then different aspects of the first time we came out uh in um in in the news as well in in new york and like in, in north america had to do with just reducing the stress of it was in one of the design magazines and they noticed uh, as soon as they walked in the editor of Veranda magazine, he said he noticed that his cameraman who's always stressed was suddenly calm. And so we hear that a lot. I mean, I think it goes back to everything you just added. Everybody is, or we're doing all of these things to maximize our health. And I think what we bring in and also, I mean, being also having studied building biology to add to everything you mentioned with the breath work, the eating, uh, intermittent fasting, um, everything that uh, was mentioned here, we just add to, if from a building biology perspective, I would just add things like natural building materials, looking at off-gassing, looking at how your, um, is your building actually becoming kind of a third layer where it can maybe regulate temperature for you and do these things, and then add the biogeometry aspect, yeah. which is the cell energy exchange that your body has. And that has a huge emotional and mental effect uh, on your body. And so then we start looking at different things. So now that you understand the materials, now that you understand exactly how the shape of the building affects you, how the interplay between all of the color, because they're all, they're all in resonance, the interplay between everything around you, how it's coming in and affecting you. And now that's where the energy of the sacred power spots comes in. Because at one point when we start dealing, and if, if people... Energy keys is a big word for us, and you find it in a lot of different traditions, such as energy, energy keys, which has to do just with movements of energy in a space. And so the, a lot of different types of approaches like feng shui or vestu or different things have to deal with that. Now we come in and we explain, once I start talking about your entire kind of sensory world and what you're experiencing and energy moving, you know, the window here, the door, the electricity, it becomes a huge interplay that you go, well, how can we um, understand the effect of all this? Now that's where the power spots come in as a key. 
if we can create enough of this energy that we find in a sacred power spot, which is the, the cornerstone of hydrometry, because some people might be listening here and going, where? Well, how do we create that? Um, so that was actually the, the research that my, my father did when he got this, this um, French research, which divided different energy qualities into um, color quality resonances. He began to study sacred power spots to understand the energy there and then working with colors and, and angles and shapes. So this is why I mentioned the prism and the resonance of the, the angle and how we can see shape as energy qualities. So once you have that key and you can recreate that energy quality, it automatically creates this environment where all of these different polarities become centered. So it's it's really, yeah, it's really interesting that putting all this together you know it's going to make a huge difference to people and and that's why it's an interesting topic for people to get into and even to understand and this is why we want to do because on your so you a few things i want to get into around how it's how it helps can it can help with obviously people's people their homes their cars etc but on but on your courses that you teach you said six days in person or three weeks online so is it what what, what is it mainly you go into is it everything? So we, well, we try to, I, I think the really unique thing about biodrometry is we, we try to keep it where we can have a class of people from any background. Mm -hmm. We have people who, you know, who are coming in and they're like, yes, you know, we're coming in. We know all about subtle energy. We work in this field. And then you have other people who are just purely architects. Uh, we also have actually tons of uh, IT people surprisingly, that come in. And um, this is the aspect, I guess it's the balancing aspect that they want to bring to their work. We have farmers, we have fishermen, we have, um, you know, it, the, the idea now is to, to bring in, to understand, I would say, the multidimensional aspect in your work. And that's one of the things I think we try to do is we try to teach biogeometry. We try to teach the principles. So, how you can measure this energy quality, how you can recreate it if for in your home and family life. But I think a more important aspect to it as well is how can we recreate these environments where we're no longer doing this? A lot of times people right now are, are going to different types of, I'm going to bring up the right brain again, right brain activities are needed to relieve stress. Okay. Yep. This can be, anything. it can be sports. It can be writing. It can be music. It can be whatever whatever you're drawn to. So now what we're trying to say is it now it, imagine a world where this, this aspect of the multidimensional taking care of yourself or the self-care of the, the subtle energy body, isn't something that you do for, you know, meditate for 15 minutes um, and then go to work or, or, and I understand that in meditation, we're changing our worldview. We're doing all of these different things, but now the idea is how can we bring in, this energy quality into our work and into our daily life so yep. that we're no longer living as this human being that's caught between, you know, the, the, the left and the right, or if you want to use the word science and spirituality, how can we do it where we're not caught in between or the, the stress and the de-stress? How can we do it where we're not between these two things, but bring the principles into every aspect of the work that we do. And so that's another layer of biogeometry that we try to teach in our courses. Of course, we also have people who be, who go through the entire training and they become licensed to go and work on people's homes. 
Right. So, so this, this yeah. is it. So for people, well, this is the thing as well, isn't it? For people with homes, people with cars, like, um, and for people on them, because like, so we can, because today, you know, we're surrounded by it. We're at, they want electric cars, but people don't realise they're sitting in a, in a city. I'm talking about six batteries that are frying them. Um, and because, because this is the other thing, like technology is, it's heating people it's dehydrating nature really um and so you know the waves heat the water that then leads to inflammation in the body but more than that it's dehydrating people and people have 70 percent water so it's sort of killing people slowly it's aging people it's affecting their their brains it's affecting i mean everything everything so but they don't realize it and it's like every day they're getting brain fog they're like they said before they're getting bags under their eyes they're not feeling as good they're getting joint pain whatever it is so, and we're surrounded by it. And so before people are in their cars, they have a, a cell phone on them in their houses. So this can help mitigate all that, right? So people, you've got technology that people can use for their phones, for, for their computers, for their cars. I, mean, I think also one aspect you just mentioned, I think where there's a lot of growth in understanding um, quality of uh, of anything really, but an understanding energy is actually in the field of water. So I think the, the, in the field of water, you're getting a lot of people that are explaining that mm. your water quality matters. And there's actually, and it's not just um, the chemical aspects or chemical um, composition there that we're talking about. There's a lot related to water from sacred power spots mm-hmm. and water from different locations and the effect that has um, on like I said, the whole um, emotional, mental aspects. So again, not just mineral content and things like that. And so you'll see that. I mean, one um, person who we worked with was Dr. Emoto as well. And so that's always interesting. For- that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, because people used to almost feel, I think it was Rupert Sheldrake who showed this, but it's like people always wondered how water could carry so much information, but the water wasn't actually carrying it. It was like it, it, pushed, it, it pushed it in the ether and it could... And it could remember, it like remembered what it had. So what, yeah. One of the things we had, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's exactly okay. what came up into, into my head. We, we were learning. Um, so working with uh, uh, Dr. Emoto, um, uh, there's a colleague of ours and his son was running his his um, his lab in, in uh, Liechtenstein. I'm saying that wrong, but he was running it there. And so he was showing us, his father was here showing us just the technology of, of um, uh, taking the pictures of the frozen water crystals and, and how we can look at that. And we actually have a photo where looking through one of the water crystals when we were learning, it actually one of our own shapes came out in the water. Really? Um, exact shape like if you if you looked at it so yes there's definitely a communication um, property there and yes when you're talking about the home and the environment we try to um, provide so when when the work of Hamburg and Hirschberg came out there was no solution for people who are electrosensitive um, unless we went to their communities which was not possible you know, without government support I was gonna say sorry to go, do you know Dr. Klinghart I've heard of his work, of course. Yeah. I mean, he's been talking about this for you. He he wouldn't treat people unless they mitigated EMF. He's just like, you're not going to heal. A lot of people go to him. So like when that research came out, it was like, it was like saying, we need to try and stop it. We need to get, there's um, also the, the Paracelsus Clinic in Switzerland. Do you know, do you know them? I am surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd love them. Dr. Dr. <laughs> Thomas Rowe, uh, the Paracelsus Clinic. Uh, and they, they, they do like, if you go there for like five to seven days, you can have like a 
technology break, but they also do like a detoxification. It's one of the places I I, I went when I was ill when I was uh, younger. I f- it, you'd love them, Dr. Thomas Rupp. Yeah, he's got like the three secret. Oh uh, yes, yes, Dr. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah, 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 perfect. Yeah, so yeah, uh, so yeah, so sorry, sorry to cut you off. You're saying that when that research come out from no, I mean I had a, well, also yeah, I, I would love it. I just came back from uh. uh I was at uh, Oasis here in Egypt in the desert, and I was at a hotel with no electricity, and it was uh, it was it was really nice. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> it was it was great. They also had the beds. The beds were made out of salt blocks, and that's neat, also from an energy perspective. Um, but going back to so after Hamburg and Hitchburg, people were asking, so how can we do this in our communities? I mean, at that time, a lot of people have to remember as well that uh, EMF. Talking about EMF, it's become a lot more popular since five G. Um, came out. The reason that we, I, I believe, got to work with Swisscom was because when we did the work in, in 2005, people weren't talking about it the way they're talking about it today. Mm. And so I, I think it's that on its own is making it less likely that we end up working with the telecom company letting us near their things. Um, and so we need the government support, local government support, and we need uh, access to the to the towers. Um, now, with with that, we since we can't have that access in a lot of communities today, that's where we have something called the home kit, where we've developed these shapes into just a cube that has these shapes etched onto them. And you can just place them in, in the home and it will create that a, a similar effect in the home. Okay. And uh, sorry, and you were asking about the courses. That's another aspect to the courses. We go in and show you how to to go in and actually check for yourself. So when I'm putting these things on my panel, are they helping? When I'm putting these things, that's what we try to do. So you've got different things for your phone and your car so people can drive and their space can be clear. They can listen to their phone and it can be not emitting. You have like a sticker like this. Perfect. And and so so body have a ring pendant. Pendant. And you have to clean. You have to clear the energies every day. You put them on your energy, because this is the thing. It comes because this is the thing. You've got so many different products on your site. It's like, right for someone like me, it's Christmas because I'll just be like, I have them all. But it's like I need to know what to do with them. Which obviously, there's certain because people out there. But why would I have that one? Why would I have that one? And even with the home, so it's called. I put this down because I wanted to ask you the, the One Cube Home Energy Balancing Kit, um, the One Home Energy uh, Balancing Kit. It still comes with different. So it comes with like a clearing plate. It comes with different symbols. It also comes with a water adjustment. Yes, it comes with little. Um... I mean, once you get the home kit, you're really going to be in, in our world because this is what we call the clearing tray. And it's just symbols that have a type of clearing effect. I've and then this is where I think, yeah, you're going to be in our world because you're going to get this and be like, how is this clearing anything? Um, and it actually has to do with the shapes that are etched onto here. So one of the shapes that has a big clearing effect is what we call an L90. And it's actually, we have it as a pendant as well. Mm-hmm. Now, where people start, I mean, I... Normally what we recommend is that you start with either the pendant or the ring I have on here, plus an L90 pendant. And then for the home environment, the home kit. So I think you can decide, I mean, if you're basically saying, if it's a family, you know, if you're just getting something for the whole family, maybe start with the home kit. See, you know, see how it's affecting your sleep. See how, what I do recommend for people to do when they get the home kit is you're going to get this cube, try placing it in, you know, three different locations in the house and just compare which one you're feeling 
um, how, how you're feeling with the effects there. And, or you have something like the, the pendant and which would be more of a personal product. Now the home kit, you know, if somebody gets it and, and they want to um, return it, if they go to every, every retailer has a different uh, uh, return policy. We leave that up to them. But if they go to buygeometryshop.com, you can return it. If it doesn't work for you, you have a two week return window for the home kit, not the, not the products that we wear. How, how would it and, not work for them? Um, I think a lot of people tend to gravitate towards the home kit if their sleep is uh, affected or different things. Now there is an aspect there and this is where it's hard to say because some people, you might get it for your sleep and this, and you know, if you're not sleeping well because you're drinking coffee at 6 PM or because you're having late night meals or because of different aspects, you know, that, that might not be the, the only solution you need, but if you're not sleeping well because of geopathic stress, which is, and the reason we, the reason a lot of people are affected by geopathic stress is that EMF actually amplifies the effect of geopathic stress. Right. So the more we add EMF devices in our life, in our environment, even just home electricity, by the way, um, will amplify these lines and their effect. So for most people, they will start, it, it can be different things, sleeping better, noticing that you're a little bit more calm. Um, so, so for, so if someone, cause I always turn my Wi-Fi off at night because there's a whole reason why, um, you know, we go into this, you know, you've got lymphatic system, which cleans, cleans the body. You've got your lymphatic system, which cleans the brain and research has shown if you, don't, if you have your Wi-Fi on at night, it stops that brain cleaning effect. Um, but if people still kept the Wi-Fi on at night and they had one of these cubes, would, would that, would that mitigate the, the negative effects? I mean, for everybody who's, who's wanting the definitive answer to this, I, I always say, I think it's best to go to look at the research and look at where we're making these claims from. Okay. So from the research that we've you. seen, sorry, I trust you. <laughs> no, I'm saying from, from the research that we've seen, because I've said, for example, I've had somebody who was electrosensitive ask me, should I turn my Wi-Fi off at night um, if I can? And I said, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then another electrosensitive person uh, in the class told us that they actually having their Wi-Fi balanced using biogeometry helped them with the effects of neighbors' uh, Wi-Fi and external uh, cell tower effects. So there was another layer to it. Now, um, I personally sleep with my phone on airplane mode, but we do have the Wi-Fi on at night, and. Through the testing that we've done with biogeometry, yes, I'm I'm not worried about the effect of the Wi-Fi. But then, you know, if if somebody's looking for the idea now is that what we're trying to build in biogeometry is a complete environmental support versus saying it's it's a complete Wi-Fi protection. Yeah. We want you to consider not just Wi-Fi, we want you to consider Wi-Fi, yes. water, mm-hmm. home electricity, your cell phone. Um, and all of that together, yes, I believe will support a healthy body from the environmental perspective. And so, I've seen this, sorry, just to add, I've seen this in so many ways. Some of the people that come to us is because they've worked with clients again and again and again and again, and they're just not understanding why they're not seeing results. They're seeing results with some clients, but not all the clients. And for most of those clients, the key is understanding the environment. 
Mm. I mean, you've got, you mentioned water there as well, because you've got things that you can add onto your water, right? With it. So you put it onto your mains, is that correct? And the tap and it, it, yeah. It, yeah. And so, yeah, because it, yeah, so on the main. So one of the main things is just looking at the house as a system. So we have something that you attach on your electric panel. If you know what you're doing, then you can actually attach it onto the electricity coming into the house, which is even easier. So the pipes where you have the electricity coming in uh, or just right before the meter or right after um, the meter, depending on how things are set up. Uh, and then we have something for your main, uh, your your hot water, your main water, uh, stickers for your router. And then we also give you stickers to place on windows. So you can um, your window, but, but <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's the tough one when you're dealing with people that are very house proud, start putting stickers on your windows. There's one, one on each side, four stickers total. I'm trying to see if I have one right here. I think okay. it should be probably up there. So, 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 and, and this is portable if I moved, or would you say have one in your house, have one to take away with you? Can you help it? Oh, it's small. It's really small. And then you have the shapes. So most people go, you actually have the shapes that are mentioned in Hamburg and Hitchburg. They're so, etched in here. I was going to say, it's weird that that's a cube when you mentioned cube is not being the best shape for here. Well, this is about, this is just about what's emitting. Right. Is the shapes in here. They look like they're just little notches, but they're actually the shapes that we have buried in different locations in Hitchburg. We actually have them all here. So, and that's, and that's, Good enough for a three thousand square foot, you say, with the whole kit installed. With the whole kit, so that would be that things on the water supply, things on the windows. Yeah, I mean, I need to. This is one of the things I need to have a video of this to see. What's well, we do, we do. One of the retailers, um, one of our retailers, said exactly what you just said, um, and you're a hundred percent right, and she was a hundred percent right. So she actually did a video installing the home kit, um, and. Uh, uh, I want to just say how to find that. If, if you search by geometry home kit on YouTube and write her company is called senses, S E N S E S. S E S E N S E S. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that that video should show up. I'm checking right now. Perfect. That, 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 people will be like, okay, I want to get all this stuff. Cause you've got, you've got quite a lot of other things. You've got an ancient pendant, uh, pendant. You've got the, the L's, also different colors, silver and gold. Do they matter or is that just, just for aesthetic? It matters. Um, so basically what matters is that if you get uh, if you get a silver pendant, okay, like mine here is silver and it looks really dark. Mm-hmm. If you, It won't look like that when you buy it. I just haven't cleaned it, but I could polish it back. Yeah. Once you get the bronze ones, if you can clean them. We, we recommend cleaning them with uh, something like baking soda and water um and uh if you can clean them but they won't you can't sh- pull it's they're not sterling silver right so they, there's going to be some discoloration that happens but that's okay okay that's it so um, there's, nothing, there's no difference in the protection that you get okay and so you've got and that pendant the circular pendant what is that so your l pendant and the circular pendant what the difference they do they do so the l so so basically we mentioned clearing mm-hmm. And so you mentioned the clearing tray. And so these products and most energy products, they will have what we call a form of impregnation. They will have lots of energy buildup that you need to just kind of recenter, clear to bring back the product to work properly. And this happens with any anything you wear on the body. 
right? So even your clothes, anything like that, you need to just, you know, at the end of the day, or even a blanket or something, just kind of um, shake it off. So a dust is your most common form of impregnation. So what happens is um, with your L shape, because it's not on a base. Okay. So even if this, even if this ends up impregnating, it still works. It doesn't need clearing. Your circular pendant always needs clearing because there are shapes embedded within something. Right. And so the L is just nice to wear with the pendant because if this does stop, you still have something helping you out. And for some people, some people feel the effect of the pendant when they wear it, if they're getting it for a specific reason. Again, it it's really different with each person because each person is different. And there's, this is a subtle energy support for all the organ functions. Could, could you carry that in your pocket? It's better to have it um, out, not tucked because it's, because we're a science of shape. If you have it between two surfaces, very tight, it's not the okay. best thing, okay. but you can wear it um, underneath your, your t-shirt and nobody yeah. will. will um, you know, my, my husband doesn't like to walk around with a shiny pendant. So he'll, um, he'll normally. Uh, do that as well um and so uh the pendant or the ring you don't need both just has many shapes that are general support for the body and what some people will feel and i think that's why the l90 is important circling back to that is some people will feel the effect of removing the pendant so a lot of people who actually say oh i don't feel anything when you take the pendant away and then after a few days they'll notice and um, put it back on um, and so that's what we normally recommend. You either start with a pendant or L90. Um, yep. you know, it's, uh, and if you just go as well, I mean, it, this is even, uh, more out there, but I'll, I'll throw it out anyways. So if you want to look at the specific shapes, we, there's the book by geometry signatures, my father wrote, and you can, you can draw different shapes on your body. Um, this one here. Yeah. Exactly. This one Yes, and this has all of the different shapes in the pendant and explains where they're coming from. Yep. Uh, that they're energy patterns found within the body. You've also got this one as well, right? Back, future to mankind. Oh, yeah. see that one? Yeah. People out there. So I'll say, I mean, I'll say two things. If it's not, again, if it's not, this is going to be even more out there for the listeners. But if you go to our resources page on, on our website, as well, the re, again, just scroll down all the way to the bottom. There's something that we call a paper emitter. And you can start connecting with these shapes using your photo because your photo carries your energy quality. And uh, it can be a start. You know, some people. So say this is not that out there for me. This is up prolo therapy. This is um, um, pro, uh, what is it called? There's a, it's like where you can write the word of an illness and it can put in the So you can, we can write, it's like the same with Dr. Emoto, putting the words love, heal, peace on the water. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do two things. You can cut out, you'll see it's like a paper and it has these shapes and two circles in the middle. You can cut out the circles and just for a few days carry that around, maybe in a loose pocket, see how you feel, or put your follow follow the instructions as well, put your photo in there. Just remember to clear it. Uh and that's just a way to just try to try it without having um, the way voodoo works. I mean, it's you can oh. I'm not mucking around. I was being serious. Like must be on the same sort of principles. Well, it's connecting. So there's whenever we're working with what has the vibration of a person, 
So we use things like you can use, normally what we use is what we call a witness. We just tell you to take a piece of tissue and rub it on your forehead. And that's enough to get some, some cell samples on there, a little bit of fat on there. Um, but you can use things like saliva, blood, hair, um, and the photo works as well, you know, so you can use any of that to connect to somebody's energy system. Uh, and so so we also go into things like then, you know, it's important to understand these witnesses are all over, um, the place, you know, but, uh, it's, it's also, you know, there's, there's just, I think a lot to energy work. I mean, one of the things people don't touch upon is, Uh, A lot of times we think of how things affect our own energy system, especially when things like voodoo or something like that comes up as a thought, but uh, as a, as a protective mechanism, you know, very few people uh, really follow or digest the concept that it's much easier to protect yourself from outside subtle energy effects than it is to protect yourself from yourself. Um, And so there's a lot of your own emotional, mental energy that we're generating that can it in itself will be a protective effect. You know, we're, it's not about just creating a bubble. Mm -hmm. You're within that bubble. Mm -hmm. And there's that aspect too. And then for those interested as well, you know, understanding, I mentioned pendulums, I mentioned things like that. I mean, if, if you, they go to the shop and they go to the student tools, they can download the manual. It's also on the resources. They can download the manual for one of the pendulums Mm -hmm. and just and see, you know, without even going into back to a future or anything like that, it's a manual that explains one of those, how it works. You know, if you're thinking, Hey, it's a piece of, you know, plastic on a string that I'm just moving different into different angles. How could that do anything? Read the manual, see if it resonates with you. And if it's something that, you know, as a, as a user, they would be interested in learning more about. I mean, it makes complete sense though, because at the end of the day, you know, we are our environment as well. It's, it shows how, you know, it's even it even goes to the point of, I mean, the people you're around. If you're around five negative people, you're going to be the sick. If you're around five positive people, you're going to be the sick, right? It's like so that's just around the energy you get there. So then, if you've you've got you've got instruments that produce heart, um, uh, beneficial frequencies or energies, subtle energies. Did you say key energies? I think you said the word was key working with different energy keys producing that i mean we could say just producing the centering quality yes and quality. i mean that's going to be so you've got it coming from within you've got it coming from this in the area so you're hitting everything from your environment to your internal environment and that's why you know if you want to have holistic health it's what you need to look at because we can do everything right but if you're constantly being just chipped away every day by something in the environment you know eventually it will break you down no matter what you're doing, unless you've got phenomenal constitution. So if we can, if we can clear that and we can continue with everything else, you know, it's going to push people into a different. Um, That's true. Because also another group of people that come to us a lot is people who work in the subtle energy field and they come home feeling drained. So there's actually a big aspect of how do I, how do I um, take care of yourself first? There's a big aspect of that, of, we have to take care of ourselves because there's a big part of us that when we look at the, uh, this, when we understand the concept of resonance, you become a sample of the whole. So when everybody in everything that you interact with in all of your work, there's, it's important to not feel drained mm-hmm. and it's important to find the way to recenter and, and, and connect with this, this type of energy quality. So that's also part of what, what we hope that we can help people with. hundred percent. I mean, I know people that have used these, my friend, Warren Williams, I don't know if you know Warren. 
he's just he's just done my, he's, he's a track level four practitioner but he's just done your course and i'm gonna do it myself and he was just saying and if you use the cube and you walk into the room it's like oh the energy feels different here you know it's it's uh and i've heard quite a few people say that as well so it's not just us to be like can actually feel the energy being different um and you know if it's and if you're sleeping in that environment so you're getting seven eight hours of rest in that environment every evening that's going to be huge we always talk about that even for trying to mitigate certain frequencies say look if, you're, if your bedroom's good and turn off your wife all those things it's going to be hugely different to if you're being bombarded with it 24 7 and if you can get your bedroom and you can wear these things so you know um if you're going outside they can they can help help yes. you i mean so so because it's touching you it's actually running that energy through your system yeah it doesn't have to i mean it's even just outside of clothing you, it's within your energy field um and yeah i think that's a big aspect of it i mean uh like you mentioned we we've done we don't have any kind of formal marketing or or advertising system and uh i I think it's exactly well it's exactly like what you said it's i mean we're and we say touch wood or i don't know how you would say it but that's what we say in, in arabic touch wood um it that people when when we place the home kit it People are feeling the effects. People feel calmer. And that's how, I mean, I was just talking to, um, you know, we have a, a, like I was saying, the home solutions practitioners. And one of them was saying, yeah, I mean, how I got started is it, it's, it's the first step of getting started is, is difficult, of course. But then she said, once you're in the door and this person, and then somebody comes into the house and they feel it and they ask, what did you do? Somebody else comes in and asks, what did you do? And so um, that's the aspect that we're seeing. And we're trying to provide even more and more things like um, plans for houses that people can use or. Um, that would be, um, yeah, that would be yeah. great because, you know, it's, it's funny because it's, it's the people that think this is all nonsense. It's crazy. You can go back in scriptures, go back into different, different texts. You know, I think it was Irish monks that went back and picked up rocks um, from like 50 miles away because of their like, paramagnetism. They knew about these things. Uh, and if you look at, it's sort of talk about fasting, you know, love them or loathe them every religion has fasting because there's some wisdom in that so to just to disregard ancient wisdom it's just crazy for me you know and you talk about somebody was just telling me about um a few years back they were telling me about a japanese temple and they aimed to recreate the temple as is and they couldn't structurally recreate it to withstand the same weather effects as the original um temple and there was a lot of different sciences or, or subtle energy aspects that most people aren't aware of things like if you're taking if i'm pulling something outside of the environment i might want to consider orienting it the same way it was naturally oriented when it was growing just different aspects like that that we don't think of and then um just i mean when it comes to, to building subtle energy we also look at the power spots in, in the ground you know how can you work with those there's there's a lot there for sure well, yeah, I mean, that's why like those temples and things were built in certain places. I'm like, guaranteed. I mean, and you didn't talk about there like feng shui or the setup of your house. So even the way you get into that, like the way you set up your house, where you build your house, where you have certain things that, and even the way you have your bedroom, that can make a big difference, right? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. It's been a great talking to you, uh, Doraya. It's been fantastic. Anything else you want to add for people? I, I think we covered a lot. I think. Uh... Okay. And so it's biogeometry.ca or .com. Yeah, it'll redirect to .ca, so whichever one. 
Yep. Uh, and for people, if they want to find you, is it basically website or do you have any um, Instagram or any YouTube or any, any channels like that? Not very good. I have Instagram. Not very good at using it, but they're more than welcome to what? just, uh, I think it's probably just Dorea or Dorea Kareem. My name is not very common. No. So usually, no, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's Dorea Kareem. Or. Or if anybody wants to just email uh, info by geometry.com, they can just send an email directly to me and, and they'll get it to me. Awesome. Also, Dara, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. So, guys, that was Dara Ibrahim. I'm sure you got a hell of a lot out of that. It's one of the coming across by geometry as being an absolute game changer because rather than trying to stop harmful EMFs, we can now harmonize with them. And we can actually turn them into a positive. Um, and the symbols that they sell on the website are actually, you know, not only going to be great for protecting you, but they're actually quite stylish as well. There are, um, some really nice pieces there, along with the cube, and I use all of them. Um, and yeah, they're, they're fantastic, especially if you're traveling as well, going on an airplane, you don't want to be affected by radiation. The, the symbols you can wear around your neck, you can hold them on your body. Um, and also that yes I mentioned before the cube for your house is fantastic so head on over to www.biogeometry.ca for all the information you can there for courses and also for products and I know that won't be the last time we have Dorea on the show um, but otherwise guys yeah they've got so many more podcasts to actually get out to you I just had a little bit of trouble with the system over here but I've got three i think we've got two to three more just to get out to you uh, that i know you're going to love so keep your uh, eyes peeled and your ears tuned for them uh, as always if you are dealing with a health issue and you, you are struggling to overcome it and you'd like help to finally put it behind you then don't hesitate to send me an email at ryan at revive yourself.ca sorry dot ca so you're saying that ryan at revive yourself dot uh, co that's ryan at revive dot co i'll get back to you as soon as possible otherwise that's it for this week people lots of love stay happy stay healthy and i'll speak to you soon bye bye if you're struggling with gut issues such as gas bloating constipation diarrhea indigestion heartburn and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.